0: The world, yeah. I'm with the world, yeah. I want it all said. I'm with the world, yeah. I'm with the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard, don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all. Game, best in the biz, about that time and you know what it is. Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth. Never gonna lie, never gonna lose. Always on top, keeping it steady. He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready. He got the suplex breaking your back. Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz.
1: Alright, alright, what's up? What's up everybody? Welcome, welcome to the TAS, another edition. Three this week. That's kinda of way we're probably gonna go to rest of well, I guess the whole summer, hopefully. Until I take one of my 60 to 70 vacations Days, I have a lot of days I'm exaggerating slightly Welcome to the show, thank you for downloading this uh, edition of the show Over at uh, radio.com Or tazshow.com, Apple Podcasts Whatever you're doing, it's much appreciated as you guys know So you guys always giving That loving support Which uh, I really do appreciate it, so we're going to get into uh, NXT here uh, from this past Wednesday. Um, so uh, I caught a little bit of Lucha Underground. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. Coffin um, uh, match, Jones. They did a bunch of different cool stuff. I didn't get a chance to see it all. I'll probably watch it, but I'm probably not going to do a gimmick on it because it'll kind of be stale bread by then. But this is definitely not stale bread because uh, I have a lot of thoughts on NXT uh, from this past week which i thought was uh, another excellent outing uh by uh, uh the young young blood brand i guess we could call that right the <laughs> nxt's the young blood brand i think i just came up with something new but uh yeah no i i they they had um several really good matches on there and and you know as we all know right they do a great job and triple h at the helm gotta tip your cap to the dude man he does a great job of spearheading that thing being the boss of it and um you know, getting over new talent, and and he he it's 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 happens to be a situation where, you know, now he is being I mean, Triple H, kind of seems in a in a position of where his roster on NXT, and it's been going on for a couple of years now, but it's kind of like the way it is now, like a steady diet of okay, you know, you are a feeding ground, you are. Your roster is subservient to us when we need them, and then they're gone from you with NXT. So build somebody from the ground up. Um, good luck, and uh, there you go. That's Vince to him. Now, uh, obviously, that's not the way the con- conversation probably went, but I'm just giving you, like, in uh, in Taz form. How about that? So point is, tough deal. Tough deal for your Triple H. Uh, tough deal for Triple H, but he does a good job of it, and he has the resources, and he utilizes them. So, I mean, it's a tough deal with NXT because, it sounds like okay well you gotta build guys uh build guys and girls up from the from the bottom up and and start out okay we're gonna get this this we're gonna bring this new character in and and get this new character over and all this kind of stuff and and hopefully uh you know in six to eight months it's this character's challenging for some sort of championship within nxt guys i'm telling you right now i've been I've been in the business a lot of years and a lot of different levels and a lot of different companies. That's not easy. <laughs> so he over a lot of these talents he's taken from scratch, eh, lack of better terms from scratch and and building them up and his writing team and his agents. And he's got a great team around him. He's got a lot of resources. Triple H, and and from that performance center on up, and he utilized it. He utilized it to the maximum. And now I can tell you, when he broke into business, Triple H way back when, uh, he didn't have those resources, and uh, he broke in under a gentleman by the name of Killer Kowalski, and uh, up in up in the Boston area there, in in Massachusetts. And I know this because I broke in in a very similar way to him in Brooklyn, New York, by a guy named Johnny Rods. So Johnny Rods and Killer Kowalski were both from the same era, and then they both opened up and had very successful wrestling schools. But when Triple H was going to Kowalski uh, and I was going to Rods, I can assure you neither of us in those those dojos had, like, nothing like... (laughs) You see in NXT I mean I should say in the performance center and obviously the WWE machine behind it and millions of dollars not money millions of dollars behind it so uh, Triple H paid dues again I'll put them over again and and um, and he comes from a lot more humbling backgrounds as a wrestler than the kids that he's getting over that i could tell you <laughs> the kids that he's given opportunity to that i could say that, that that's a good thing i mean because you know that, he he probably tells them that i'm sure he tells them that as a group if he's talking to them not that he's preaching or or doing the old you know when i went to school we walked uphill you know both ways you know in the snow carrying our bags and a. Stuffle bag, you know, heavy as hell. You know, I mean, In the war stories that your dad or grandfather or mom told you when they were in school or when they were playing sports or whatever. I know I've done that with my son. Uh, Lord knows. I, I'm big into the war stories, you know. Ah, these kids today, they don't know squat. So I don't think AAA is doing that in the NXT uh, meeting room talking to the talent roster. But I'm sure privately... When he talks to or has a meeting with one or two of them, you know, he probably lets them know in a nice way how fortunate they are. And they are. These, these, these talents that are there are very fortunate. Now, there is also talent that he gets that are already true, polished pros. Uh Undisputed Era okay these guys all of them I mean they're just they're pros pros you know I mean That's just off the top of my head because they were in the main Event on this episode of NXT That I'm going to talk about so that's why they were In my brain so those guys you know Cole O'Reilly you know uh, Roddy Strong These guys are pros pros These guys are you know these guys are not Rooks you know so um, Where uh, Others maybe have one or two years Experience and in the Wrestling business like if you have one or two years Experience or like three years experience, to be frank with you, you're green. You are a rookie. You're not looked at as a like a real pro for the most part. I mean, that's that's the bulk of the business. So point is Triple H NXT, he is getting, you know, most of the talent he's getting over are raw, newer talent. Okay. Uh uh, you know, that that for the most part, and he's building them. Um, and if they are now here's the other thing real quick before I talk about the NXT show itself. The other ambitious task that Triple H has um, with his agents, and they're the ones that really got to do the actual nitty-gritty, not Triple H, the ones that are actually training the guys or retraining guys. When you have guys come in like, uh, hypothetically, you know, Champa or Gargano or, uh, you know, like I said, Kyle O'Reilly, whoever, when you have these guys come in that have, or Candice LeRae, who have this kind of experience, they have legitimate experience, they're legitimate pros, a lot of times they come in with bad habits. And I talked about that in the past on the Taz show. For those that are new to the show, I've talked about this when I had my finishing school, which was a lot smaller, you know, um, concept, lot, lots, a lot smaller building, company, thing, brand, whatever you want to call it, than the Performance Center. Except I did it first <laughs> So it was everything they do at the Performance Center Scaled down a lot And I was doing that with a, a Fitness trainer, a, a certified pro and, and working on, you know, stretching And, and uh, first step Explosion and muscle building Along with a promo room With I ran that, and in-ring, I ran that And it didn't last long Because it was a lot of work And I wasn't making a lot of money And it was just a lot of time And it just got to a point where I just couldn't do it the right way and, you know, but anyway, uh, Triple H and took, I'm not saying he took that idea from me, but uh, whatever, who knows, little birdies have spoken to me, but who knows, who knows, whatever, I'm just tossing it out there for the hell of it, tapping myself on the back, that the concept that I had, and I talked about this in the past, it, it the performance center amped up. You know just gigantic similar concept But took it let's say hypothetically And I'm just saying hypothetically let's say he, he Was inspired by the idea that he heard that I was Doing let's just say that just for the hell Of it he made it better A lot better and because he had a lot more Resources and he had a lot he had time to Put into it and and I Think it's great I'd never been to performance center Um I heard it's phenomenal, I know a lot of people have been in there That trained in there, that wrestled in there People that trained people in there And they all say the same thing, it is phenomenal And what he does with NXT, is phenomenal I'm a fan, I wouldn't be talking about it on my podcast If I didn't like it So, uh, anyway, just spitting truth, just spitting real out here But, you know, he's got the resources Triple H, that still doesn't mean Just because you have the resources That it's easy to break the habits Of some true pros That don't do what you think they need to do to get them to the next level To make money Make money for themselves and make money for the company And that's why Everybody has bad habits That's that's when you have experience There also comes habits when you go into a company So you know uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa has wrestled for a lot of years and been very successful. I'm just using him as an example. So maybe when he came in and training a little bit and they saw him when he first came in, ah, you know, maybe try to change this up, change this up, you know, and, it, it, you know, ego wise, maybe for a guy like Ciampa or a lot of these other men and women that have been successful on the indie scene and other companies or in Japan, maybe they could say to themselves, like, now, dude, tell me what to do. I did pretty well, man. You're going to tell me how to change that. You know, I'm not saying that he would say that to other people, but what I mean is, they, the people that are experienced, when they go into NXT or the Performance Center, they got to check their ego. And I tip my cap to all those men and women that do that, that have done that. You know, I mean, um, who else? Now? Like, you know, I, I, there's so many people there. with experience? and There's so many greener people, too. And it's a great mix because they you know. The greener people learn from the vets, you know, and, and the vets are learning from the trainers that how to change some of the bad habits. It's a very good culture, from what I hear down there. They do an, a spectacular job, and it 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 reflects in the product of NXT. So, and all the great talent that's making millions for the company and for themselves, hopefully, on the main roster on Raw and SmackDown. You know, the great talents that came out of NXT. You know, uh, you can go on and on. The list, there's a plethora of them, from Shaw to Sasha Banks to, you know, uh, Samoa Joe spent his time in there, Bobby Roode. But those guys are pros, pros, uh, you know. But they, you know, I'm sure there were some things that they wanted changed. Uh, I could go on and on. I mean, as you guys know, I mean, there's a, there's a, a litany of talent that have been through the doors of uh, NXT that are now on Raw and SmackDown. So that's the idea, right? Uh, grassroots training ground. For the uh, experienced folks And for the green folks And that's what's, uh, it's a very cool concept And I just want to say uh, they do a great job And speaking of a great job This episode of NXT I enjoyed it, like I said, I thought it was very, very good Um, I'll go over some of the stuff uh, Right now in this episode Excuse me, Uh, and they they kicked it off You know, and with the NXT champ And uh, a gentleman By the name of Alistair Black, as most of you guys know Alistair Black is a guy who I am A fan of Um, who is uh, definitely uh, an amazing look? Um, uh, his physique fits the part. Um, the the music that they play for him, his intro, the, the darkness, the smoke, the candles, that whole nine yards is sick. I mean, it's just sick in a good way. And he's the NXT champ. And you know what? I I'm I'm cool with that. I, I he cut a promo. He was in a suit, which I don't know how much I like that him in like street clothes i i i think with all the ink that he has on his body all the tattoos i think that that gives him a specific look and that demonic dark mystique feel about him um i think that's gone when he wears a suit and he talks on a microphone um it just doesn't feel like he's alistair black this dark character with this dark demonic type music I, it loses it for me once the music gone and the lights are up and he's in a suit you know and he's got the belt on and now he's talking Uh, yeah oh okay it's it's not it's not who i look at as alice black um i would go a different route when he's cutting a promo um i wouldn't have him wearing a suit i'd have him always in his gear And that's an old school thing that some old school wrestling people would agree with me Some new school people would disagree with me If Triple H was sitting here doing his podcast with me um, He would not be shocked to hear me say a sentence like that Like he should do it in his gear Because Triple H have heard that And Triple H knows that mindset Again, we come from the same era So he gets that Um, But I appreciate them You know, you don't have to go old school But I just think he's got that look, Alistair Black That he needs to stay in that lane now, if you're gonna keep you want him to wear a suit or you're okay with him wearing a suit and he wants to wear a suit and he's gonna cut a promo, then don't keep the lights full. That means don't keep them bright. Darken it up. Darken it up, make it feel different, make it feel like it's the Black. Don't let me look at him like he's just a regular guy in the card who's got a beard and a ponytail with a suit on, just because he's got a big shiny belt on it with the NXT logo on doesn't mean that he feels like a big star. Because frankly, and I'm a fan of the kid. When he's in a suit and he's talking with the lights on, he doesn't feel like a star to me. He just doesn't. But when this kid comes out with his entrance and he wrestles and the way he works and the way he looks when he's in character full throttle, he's a star big time. Hence why he has that title. There's a disconnect. That's my point. For me, there's a disconnect. Um, In regards to his promo work, okay, Alistair Black, frankly, bluntly, uh, not a fan. Uh, Not a fan of his voice tone. Um, just again, I, I, and I like the kid, I'm, so I'm not punking the kid, I'm not dissing the kid, I'm not hating on the kid. I'm a fan. I'm a mock for the kid, <laughs> for, for Alistair Black. I, I probably shouldn't call him a kid, but it's just a, he's younger than me. Um, I just the, his voice tone for me, again, doesn't fit who he is. I have no problem with him speaking very little or having a mouthpiece for him. Um, that that's what I would go, and I would go with a female as his, his voice piece i would have a a, a a girl a female who's like gorgeous who's like sexy sexy that can really talk and you know like katrina-esque like kind of that that kind of a feel like from lucha underground who i just had on the show here um just someone to that like that level like you know what she does for Mil Mortes in Lucha Underground uh, is, is spectacular. Just her presence and the way she talks and the way she looks. Somebody like that with an Alistair Black, a girl that's dressed in black and just talks for him. But he talks a little bit here and there, but not a lot. Keep him dark, man. Keep Alistair Black mystique. And then you have Champa come out and cut a promo on him, and he talks about the Mystique, and he talks about taking the Mystique from him, which I'm cool with. I get the Champa, I should say, Champa character, and I love the Champa character, and I, I'll get into that in a second. So Champa comes out, that his gimmick is he comes out with no music, and he's deep, dark, and we've seen the crazy angle and the darkness with him and Gargano, and it's been spectacular piece of business. Uh, big fan of Champa for a long time. You guys that used to my. You know my content here. You've heard me talk a whole bunch about Champa, so big mark for the guy for sure. And Gargano, okay. Um, I I I I get the whole no music thing. I get it. I understand it to make him different. He's got heat. I understand it. It is, it's a, a, a little flat, and I maybe it's supposed to be. I understand the awkwardness at times. I feel like with champa because he's such an unpredictable crazed character where he could snap at any time and he's very violent that's the gimmick he's very unpredictable that's the gimmick he's very dark that's the gimmick so have a tone maybe have a sound come out i feel like i do a show and it's like i'm in a production meeting just pitching ideas so have a (laughs) have champa come out have a tone have like a a sound like some kind of a, where it's not a song not a, not not music just an audio sound that just plays one level or changed a little bit throughout you know like mm, uh, mm, wow maybe not like that but you get my point i'm just trying to be a little funny but some kind of like a song like a hum like low in the background some kind of a deep bassy hum, or like voices something like something i'm like i'm doing like a reenactment for you here something like that you know like behind him or i should say underneath him low very low where obviously his voice projects much louder on the microphone I just feel like it would add to to his deep character a little bit And that stuff's so important And, you know, you, you haven't seen a lot of that in a few years in the business And we're in a new age Where we, Before you know it's going to be 2019 over here We're in, in 2018 So let's get a little progressive We don't have to do stuff like the old wrestling stuff all the time Let's change some things up You know, do something like that I think it'd be pretty cool You know, with Champa cutting his promo um, Champa cut a hell of a promo Um uh, he basically, uh, he, like I said, he talked about how uh, he's going to take the mystique from him once he wrestles, him, meaning, meaning champer against Black. And and I like the promo, but I don't, as I'm looking at Aleister Black, just to re-back up a little bit, like I said before, I'm thinking of he's losing the mystique for me as he's in that suit with the lights on. He's just talking like a regular wrestler. And then when I hit a heel, basically said it about him. I'm like, Ugh. the same word I was thinking, mystique. And now the guy's Champa says it, I'm like, ah. So I don't know. That was a little. <laughs> Again, I'm nitpicking, guys. You know, a lot of times I do that. It's just because I have passion. I enjoy it. I love it. I, I love. I still love the business, even though I'm technically out of the business. Um, but for me, I just think those are little minor fixes. Those are not major things. I mean, maybe putting a a voice a mouthpiece with Alice the black your NXT champion. Well, that's a big thing. That's not a minor thing, but I think that would help. And I think keep him in his gear, man, just keep, that's just my opinion. Um, Whatever, that that's my take on that on that, that deal uh, and, and then uh, we saw a deal with uh, Vanessa Bourne Who I'm a fan of You guys know I've talked about her, her a lot I, I didn't like the whole, they interviewed her Like the fake media gimmick When she's talking about Carrie Sane And she ripped her for being like a fake pirate Or whatever she is, which is funny Because I, I don't get the pirate gimmick myself um, uh, But Vanessa, uh, she's great She's great on mic, she looks great uh, She's, uh, she's, uh, actually Actually, <laughs> there you go <laughs> I just, yeah ding, right in my head. That's what you put with Alistair Black. You put her, just put a little bit more like a black leather type stuff on her, you know, big leather boots, like high heel boots, and and have her talk for him and be like this real pissed off, angry, hot chick, like sexy woman who's just got a mouth on her and just will rip anyone on behalf of Alistair Black. It's kind of a cool mix, just... Right there off the top of my head um, But the thing I didn't like what they did with Vanessa Born was the fake Media, it's just a couple of iPhones and like an NXT Microphone and it's like I guess she's at a trailer like one of the Production trailers or how I don't know where, she, I don't know I Maybe they said something at the very beginning of her, her Interview or mock interview, I didn't see or hear that part of it. I just saw them talking to her and heard a little bit of what she said. I just didn't like the fake media thing again. That, again, nitpicking. Um, you know, it. Look, she she she's great on the mic. She looks great, uh, Vanessa Bourne, You you don't have to do much more. I understand the entertainment value of it, making it feel like there's media, legitimate media talking to her. And it's kind of the background. That's it's not supposed to be like who are these people, but it's just when you get a couple of the writers or wrestlers holding their iPhones and you get shooting out on the, their hands uh, behind them on the camera. I, I just it's 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 a little again. I notice these things, that stuff is there for you not to notice. It's kind of background stuff, <laughs> but that's why I gotta listen to the Tash show. <laughs> Excuse me, that's why a little sip of water. Hold on. Yeah. See that? Bring it behind the scenes right there I know you love that um, Yeah, so I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that media thing I wouldn't have I mean, she just cut a promo I, I, I liked it They're trying to be a little creative I, I, I'm not pooping on them for being creative I just think that's a little bit uh, uh, You yeah. know Again, nitpicking So <laughs> I just again just telling you my thoughts I I spit up my thoughts that I see when I watch it that's kind of what I do from my experience so uh Kona Reeves wrestled uh Max uh, la, la La Humberto 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 I'm trying to remember his name yes well it was basically uh you know he squashed Kona squashed uh Max more or less um you know I thought the announcers were really working hard telling the story that Kona is um he got with the great, uh, magnificent Morocco, and he's Hawaiian, and Morocco's Hawaiian, and I kind of taking advice by him. He's got – Conor Reeves basically has kind of a makeover here, changes look a little bit. Um, definitely, you know, when he comes out, he's got total cocky swagger city. Looks, looks the part. Um, you know, uh, definitely more aggressive, more physical in the ring. He definitely had more intensity for sure. There's something missing with this guy for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's something missing. And I don't know what it is. Uh I have to watch him more. Um you know, I, I I think from like from the neck up, he looks great. Like his his hair, his face, he's a good looking guy. He's got a different look and all that stuff. And and I love his name. Connor Reeves, very cool. That's a good name. Um, I like the Hawaiian deal. I like that. Um I have no problem with the cocky thing, and he's a good-looking kid, and he's swagger city. I like all that. There's just something—I don't know if it's what he's wearing, you know. I don't know what. There's just something missing. I—I um—I—I I think right off the top of my head, I mean, I just just a really critique. I think a looser, like baggy pants from his waist down might be better. Um, his, his legs aren't gigantic, uh, uh, you know. Is sometimes that when you don't have a good strong looking base you can look kind of like you're not legit I'm not saying he's not legit I'm just saying like that could look a little bit like you need a base or at least to look like you have some sort of a base I think he's, he's kind of he's a tall guy he moves well he's athletic I just think that's a minor little fix I would change that if I was coaching him up Um, um you know I don't have a problem with his upper body physique at all he's definitely in great shape Um, I'm not saying he's not I just think from the waist down I think he should change up his look I think he had like Carolina blue trunks Like light blue trunks Light blue knee pads and white boots I believe Kind of a traditional look And actually if memory serves me I think when Morocco started Came back and revamped his body Many years ago He was wearing uh, light blue So maybe that's why he did that I don't know if the announcers Screamed that at me on the air Maybe Maurer was screaming that He's wearing light blue I didn't hear him if he did that um, But maybe he did um but i i was starting to think now here sitting here talking to you that i could recall back in the day when like mr fuji was managing morocco when morocco came back and he was just jacked to the nines and huge and all this stuff and, and he was wearing a light blue maybe that's why he was doing that the the, the corner reeves i don't know i'm not sure um I'm not sure, but anyway, I I would change the the look from the waist down a little bit, and his, his work looked good, though. His work was okay. I, I didn't have a problem with that, and nothing really jumped out to me. It was horrible. Again, he was he had an enhancement guy, you know, working with him, a guy who was just squashing, so it's a little bit easier to do that when you see a guy in a 10-12 minute match. So Let's see what he can do. Let's see when he's on the, the you know, when he's getting bumped around or selling how he is and yada yada, like if this new makeover type Kona Reeves, and hopefully it works for him. I, I wish nothing, uh, but the best for the kid. And, uh, you know, I mean that, um, he works hard. He has passion. You can see it just the way he looks and the way he's built, um, that he's he's putting time in in the gym and his training. And if he, if that's legitimate, what they're saying about Morocco, which I don't think they would lie about that, then that's good stuff. Um, so that's the. I'm going to go to break here in a second. And then on the other side of break, we'll talk about Candice LeRae and uh, Lacey Evans. We'll talk about an amazing six, uh, six-man matchup also, which... Uh, when, when, I'm telling you, man, this six man matchup, and I'll talk about it on the other side of the break, but the six man matchup was definitely uh, spectacular. So uh, first, uh, before we go to break, I want to let you know about support for the Tad Show comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that your home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you that confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, guys. Simple. allows you to fully understand all the details and be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you and your family. Matter right, if you're buying your first house or your tenth house, it don't matter. You'll be confident for sure with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage by right, Quick and Loans apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. Guys, to get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com Taz. That's Rocketmortgage.com slash T A Z. Equal Housing Lender, licensed in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. That's what they call Rocket Mortgage. All right, guys. Dash show, we're right back, Talk about the rest of NXT. Sit tight. All right, jobbers. we're back here on the Taz Show. Oh, uh, yes. All right, all the slunkies are out there doing their thing. going to talk about an uh, excellent um, uh, six-man tag main event here from NXT. Uh, before that, we'll talk about a uh, women's match, a great women's match. Uh, well, great. It was really good. Uh, great maybe it's an overstatement, but it was very good. So I'll get into that uh, right now with you people. You people. I say it a lot. Remember. You people. Uh, So, yeah, we got a chance to see um, uh, Candice Candice LeRae, who I am a a big fan of, and Lacey Evans I'm a fan of, but Candice is, you know, uh, the wife of uh, Johnny Gargano, and it seems like, by the way, just before I talk about the match, like they're going into kind of a little deal where Johnny Gargano, this is my theory, seems like, you know, he's obsessed, because he did a, a backstage interview also in this episode of NXT, Johnny Gorgano is coming off as he's like obsessed still. It's a Chicago, and that he got he got it, you know, punked out and beat at the end of the day by you know by Champa. Champa ripped his wedding band off, spit on it, threw it, and then beat him. An amazing finish. That creative finish that they did. I I loved it. So um so, they're doing a pretty cool gimmick here, a little bit where Gargano's, it's it, just my theory here. He's coming off like he's a little obsessed. He's a little crazed. Uh, he said that uh, he said Candace LeRae is his favorite wrestler. You know, it's his wife. So, it was kind of, but he's doing like a little bit of a wacky, like he's a little snapped, it seems. Like he's having a breakdown, which I thought was cool. And then they go on the opposite route with his wife, Candace LeRae, where they talked to her also. I think it was after her match with Lacey, and uh, and she was like, "Well, look, man, I just I just love the opportunities, and you know I I love my husband. I'm paraphrasing, you know. I, I support him. He's passionate about what he's doing, you know. But you know I can't let nothing get in my way. Like it was like my career. I got to worry about my career type thing. Again, paraphrasing him, and it's kind of like you could tell that they're gonna go. I, this is just my theory, guys. So don't hold me to it. But I think this is what they're doing with Gargano. His wife's going to go about her business, and Champ is going to go about his business and challenge Alistair Black for the title. They had William Reeves, oh, William Reeves, somebody doing? William Regal um, uh, tweet out something during the show. They read it again uh, that uh, Basic Organo needs to move on. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to remember the whole thing. I, I didn't write it down. Like I think it was something like. Um, Champa's going to get a shot at Alistair Black and Gargano needs to move on type thing, you know, and he's going to face EC3. That's what it was. He's going to face EC3, uh, meaning Gargano. So I, I think that the long uh, long and short of it is they're probably going to put that title, maybe, maybe, which wouldn't be a bad thing, on Champa. Candice Array goes about her business because she said she wants to be the woman's champ. She goes about her business. Maybe she gets that run. And there's Gargano. He snaps uh His arch nemesis and his lovely bride are both flourishing separately, and there he is with nothing. Oh, my God, what a gimmick. It's phenomenal business. I hope you do that, Triple H. Oh, it's good business, brother. (laughs) If you're listening or anybody you know is stooging this off to you, bro. If you're doing that, you, my friend, are a genius. Whoever your writers are telling you to do that. I don't know if it's my man JB, Jerry Borash, who I miss, who works down there with those guys. I mean, it could be him. I don't know who it is. I mean, Triple H is the end-all, be-all, so I'm sure he has a, a plethora. I'm sure he's giving a plethora of uh, putting a period at the end of a sentence or saying, no, we're changing it. Gargano doing that gimmick with his wife's career flourishing and then you know, his is is the guy he hates who, who destroyed him, uh, <laughs> meaning his presence for the lack of better terms. Uh, talking about champa, and he goes on to become the NXT champ while Gargano's sitting there in misery. Oh my god, with nothing, no titles. Maybe he's losing. match I, I'd have EC3 beat him next week. I don't know if these matches happen, I don't read the dark match reports. I'd have EC3 beat him with his finish. I'd have a good match, competitive match. And somehow, some way, what happens is I would have – and I'm jumping ahead here. I would have um, Gargano get distracted either by something. I don't know what it is or something. I I don't know. I wouldn't have Champa come out. I wouldn't have Champa around. Something happens where he's just slightly distracted, and then EC3 hits his finish and wins the match. Uh, That plays into the gimmick with Gargano where everything's starting to crumble. And the guy who he hates and hates him – is flourishing and his wife is flourishing oh my god dude just think about that that is just i love spitballs ideas out here yeah i'm giving these guys free ideas but i, I just love doing i have a lot of fun doing that um and anyway, that's that's i just veered off on that but i was gonna my goal was to talk about canister ray versus um you know that she got a victory over lacey evans that was <laughs> that was the main reason i was talking to you <laughs> so um First off, Candace, uh she sells uh, and bumps phenomenal. I mean, uh, she really does. She sells really, really well. Very easy to get behind her. Feel bad for her. She's she's there's something about her that that you know that you you can get behind her for sure. Lacey Evans, she is just she looks like a star. Tall, pretty girl, great physique, great muscular body, uh, great posture. Former marine and all this and and she and she's. Just this something about her And it just, it was a good pair A good match up here, where Lacey's like the girl Next door, and Candace Is this statuesque Muscular, you know uh, Fleet, tough uh a- aesthetic athlete you know not that not that not that Candace isn't but because Candace Candice won the match so <laughs> um Candace is uh, definitely a polished pro for sure her work rate is phenomenal her selling everything uh vocally everything she's she's excellent she really is I'm a big fan of us um and Lacey Evans has a uh, plethora of potential for sure um Something I did not like in this thing, uh, two things, was a hole that was used by Lacey, uh, how the announcers handled it, that's one thing, and the last thing was the finish. Um, okay, so working backwards, I didn't like the finish, not that Candace won. I have no problem with her winning. She should win. Um, I, didn't, I didn't feel it was a good physical or, or mental Storyline build up, physical story build up to the moonsault, the springboard moonsault finish that Candace wanted to match with. I believe that's what she hit it with. Um, it kind of came like it was a slow build. It wasn't like an anti. It wasn't like it was kind of anticlimactic. That's just it was kind of a little disjointed a little bit. It just didn't flow. Um, I don't. Know, maybe someone forgot a spot. Maybe someone's timing was off. I don't know. I don't know what they went over. I don't know what they were supposed to do. It just something was missing. And the finish kind of came out of nowhere. I'd have to watch it again. I watched the match once. Um, I could be wrong. I don't think I am. Uh, And the other thing was the hold. Uh, Lacey used a Cobra clutch, um, which Mauro Ronaldo, you know, pointed out. Uh, He kind of just threw it out there. Like, ah, you know, it's former Marine, Sergeant Slaughter. Okay, got it. I have no problem with that. But I do have a problem. Um, with the Cobra Clutch being used as just a just a hold for a babyface to fight out of uh, and just get out of the hold, uh, that I have a problem with. Um, uh, you know, uh, Sergeant Slaughter was one of the greatest of all time, one of the greatest performers ever, and he's loved by fans worldwide and WWE Vince himself. They just he's Sergeant has been there forever and been part of that company, and he's a great dude, uh, and I respect him immensely. I do, um, and I'm not saying Marrow doesn't. I'm sure he does, but. I, I don't think that that hold, whoever told this young lady to use that hold if she wanted to, and it's also a little bit of a clunky hold, you know, because – you know, you're going across someone, and you're grabbing their wrist across the back side of their face as you uh, put a half and a half Nelson in. So it's a little tough, like to just use that to have let someone just arm drag out of it. And, and this is one of the big holds of all time. Any older wrestling fan that maybe watches NXT you know, obviously remembers Sergeant Slaughter, or uh, and even younger kids might remember who saw, not remember Sergeant Slaughter, but know the name. You know, so he's definitely had a presence for for decades. I just don't think that. Especially bringing reference to it, I just didn't like that. What just because she was a Marine and Slaughter's gimmick was the Marine, uh, that means that she's got to use that. Then, then let it be her firmed up finish. Now it might be. I don't know if it's her firmed up finish. Finish. Maybe it is. If it's a firmed up finish, then she shouldn't be using it as a transition. Transitional hold to get heat on a on a on a baby face <laughs> So if it is a finish, <laughs> so I'm assuming it's not her finish. You get it. So that's the, my deal on that. So. Um, uh, there's so many other holds guys that you could use to control someone's neck and shoulder griddle in their head that you don't have to use a corporate clutch. You don't. And especially with the announcer telling us that's corporate clutch just to have that connectivity of Sergeant Slaughter, Marine Lacey. I, you know, it, to me, I, you know, again, Maybe somebody like ah, oh, I don't. It didn't bother me. That's fine. Then you could go do your podcast and say it was great. Okay, my podcast, I didn't like it. Um, then we saw a main event between the Undisputed Era, okay, uh, against Ricochet, uh, Musta and Mustache Mountain, who are the new tag team champs in NXT. Uh, Tyler Bate in Trent Seven. So, and they showed good, good b roll of Trent and Tyler beating. The Undisputed Era uh, for those tag titles. So I love the build up to this. I love the uh, I love that um, that Undisputed Era come out and beat the crap out of the opponents that were supposed to face Mustache Mountain. And I like that. And it was basically going to be a three. Almost looked like it was going to be a three on two, like the heels, the Undisputed Era, which they're all awesome, as you guys know. We're basically going to surround these two guys here and send them back to the UK, uh, you know, beat up, um, and then all of a sudden uh, the man himself, Ricochet, does the big running, and now we got ourselves a six-man tag match. So um, I-, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool, and I- this match was spectacular. Um, uh, you know, Ricochet was definitely the guy who shined, and the heels helped him shine, and. Um, I- he is a special talent, as you guys know, uh, the one and only, right? I think that's what they're calling him. Um, by the way, the match itself—they got the heat on Tyler Bate, which was very smart. And I'm watching, I'm like, okay, the hot tag's definitely going, not to Trent Seven, it's going to Ricochet, <laughs> and that's what they kind of did. And um, and it was great; Ricochet was amazing, and his chemistry with all of those heels was awesome—from from Roddy Strong to O'Reilly and Adam Cole, for sure. The 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 chemistry with Cole and Ricochet was awesome, awesome. Heels won the match though. Um, it, it really, if you didn't see this match, it's it's worth watching NXT just to see this match. It was that good, and Ricochet does so well for a guy that's so damn athletic and can fly so well. You know he, uh, he his facial expressions are very good. And remember, you know, he was you know doing so much work for a long time as Prince Puma and Lucha Underground. But you couldn't see his face, you know. I I don't know if that was the right move, uh, and putting the Prince Puma gimmick, uh, by um by Lucha on the ground. You know, I'm a big fan of what Lucha does, but uh, this guy's got a very expressionable face. Um, he's got a unique look. You know, you're not sure what, what, you know, what his race is or his nationality. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of cool. Like, he's got a very cool look, you know, and he's got a great, great physique. He's got some cool ink on him. He's a cool-looking dude, man. And Jesus, he's just so athletic. It's just amazing to watch this guy work. And I've been a fan of him for a long time, as you guys know. So it's nice to see him get his uh, get his due now. And it's nice to see Mustache Mountain. Uh, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate get those titles I think they're going to do a good job with those titles I like these two guys Tyler, about Tyler Bate Tyler Bate man, it seems like it was just yesterday When he won that U- the first ever UK title right? And he was a kid, right? he was 18, whatever the hell he was 19, he looked like a baby and now he grew some facial hair, and then he just looks different, and he's not that much older, and he's matured. He's matured as a worker and matured his look. There's one point, <laughs> excuse me, in a match where I can't remember who it was. Someone had him in a rear chin lock, Tyler Bate in a rear chin lock. Man, he looked like Shane Douglas. He looked like Shane when Shane was full franchise Jones as a heel, you know, with the, uh, with, with the goatee and stuff like that. He really did. Um, it, it was uh, – it freaked me out. I'm like, wow, he really looked like Shane Shane Douglas. It's, if you go back and watch the match, you'll see it. Tyler Bates in the ch- uh, rear chin, rear, rear chin lock, and he looks like him. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm happy that the uh, mustache match at the top mustache mountain has the titles, and undisputed Arrow don't need it. They're they're great. They're just awesome, and and uh, they could do whatever the hell they want. They're just over like Rova. Ricochet's over this whole thing was great I really enjoyed NXT and I Really enjoyed the uh, The main event which was a segue from a look like It was just gonna be a tag match uh, against Two guys and next thing you know here comes Out his spirit era and there comes ricochet six man City we're rock and roll so I enjoyed it guys uh, and I hope you Guys enjoyed this edition Of the Taz show because you Know without I'm you guys There's nothing
0: let
1: Let's be honest There's no Taz show. There's no HPM from back in the day. There's no daily Taz show. There's no two-day-a-week pods from Taz. There's no three-day-a-week pods from Taz. Jeez, there's no Taz without you guys. That might be a stretch. All right, guys, listen. I appreciate you. Be at you soon next week with another three. I'm Tajanat. not. Have a good yeah. weekend. Take Said care. I was
0: raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen. Man, they move. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same cause we've been doing